It's always an honor to bring the Word of God and to talk about Jesus. And that's what I love about Revolution Church. It talks about Jesus and how much he loves us and how much he cares for us and, and how much he just has so many good plans for all of us. We just got to believe that. Do you believe that today, that God yeah. loves you? Do you, you know what? I, you, know, I, you know, he's, he's the wiry one, but, you know, I need to hear from you a little bit. So, so if I don't hear from you, I'm not coming back. So, you know. <laughs> So it's up to you. It's up to you how you want to approach this thing. We can do it the hard way or we can do it the easy way. All right? I'm with you. I love you. Okay. I was, and uh, uh, <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad one person loves me. <laughs> so let me just sh- share a couple things with you today before we get started with today's message. And uh, first of all, you got some great pastors here at Revolution Church. I mean, Pastor Dino and Pastor Gene just love you. They just care for you. They're praying for you. Um, they're, just, they're just wanting to see the best in your life. How many appreciate Pastor Dino and Pastor Jeannie? If you do, come on, just give them a big hand clap. They love you so much, and they just want to see this area bloom with Jesus. And that's their vision. That's their, their dream. Their dream is to not talk about themselves. It's, a, it's about talking about Jesus and about how he can change our lives for the better. How many want to get changed today? Amen. Right? So that's what they bring to the table. And, um, uh, you know, Pastor Dino uh, has asked me to become one of your uh, overseers of Revolution Church. And I'm proud and honored to do so. I'm praying for you. I'm believing that God is going to fulfill all of your dreams, not only for yourselves personally, but your families and this community. You're going to do great and mighty things for God if you just believe and receive what God has for you today and every day you spend time with God. Amen? Amen. So I'm so proud and appreciate Pastor Dino and Jeannie and just taking a step, a leap of faith. Uh, to start out church in Troy, Michigan, even though it's raining outside, it's dingy outside, but, you know, the joy of the Lord's our strength, and he's here in the house, and so let's just believe like it's so. Amen. Let's believe like it's so. Amen. Now, for some of you, um, a lot of, there's a lot, uh, a lot of familiar faces out there and, and some new faces out there, uh, so let me introduce myself. My name is Pastor Anton. I'm the one who has the choppers. Like he talks about all the time. And I am his older brother. I live in Sanford, Florida. Love Florida. And um, uh, I love my brother. He's a great guy. He just loves people. And I love spending time with him. And he likes talking about Jesus. But uh, let me just move on for a moment. Uh, So a lot of new faces out here. So on the screen, I'm going to show you a picture of my family. There we are. Uh, The big guy in the middle there is Preston. For some of those who don't know, uh, just trying to get, up, get us up to speed, uh, Preston, and who's uh, standing next to his fiance, Sydney. We're going to have a wedding, folks. And um, that's to his, le- to his left. left. Yeah, your left, our, his right, our left, right? Okay, correct. Um, and then next to him is my daughter, Olivia. She's attending UCF. And she'll be attending uh, in January and hopefully graduating very, 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 very soon. (laughs) Next to her is my son, Josiah. um, And he, uh, you've seen his face. 
Uh, he's just recently moved to Naples. He's going to uh, uh, attend, uh, live in that, in that area because he's going to uh, complete his criminal justice degree by working out his criminal justice degree in the local area. So we're proud of him doing what he's doing. And then the person that's standing next to, to me there is, is, is the most important person in my life. Not doing it. <laughs> All right. I love her so much, and I wouldn't be the person that I am today without her. Amen. I mean that. Love you, babe. So before I pray, I want to say that we've created a time here, a moment where we invited the Holy Spirit to do a great and mighty work. It's up to us to receive what he has for us today. I want you to take hold of what the Holy Spirit is saying to you in the next 30 to 40 minutes. It could be a word. It could be a story. It could be a Bible verse. But it's something that can change our lives forever because the Holy Spirit is real, and he loves us, and he wants us to be changed. He wants to give us the best that life can offer. If we could just receive that today, our lives will never be the same. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you're for us and not against us. We thank you, Lord, that all things are possible for those who believe. And we believe, Lord, that you're going to speak a word to us. Allow my words to penetrate the hearts of men and women today, God. They would see you in a different way, in a different light, Lord God, a better light. Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So in my early days of Christianity, um, you know, I read my Bible, and hopefully you're reading your Bibles. Um, I can't always, I came across this one scripture in my early days, and I love this scripture, and I keep on holding on to it, even though um, it, just, it just holds on to me every, every step of the every step of the way of my life. It's in John chapter 10, verse 10. It says there, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said this, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. How many want a rich and satisfying life? Now, what Jesus promised is going to happen. All right, somebody, that was a good place to say amen, but you know what? I don't get it. Rich and satisfying life. Now, that word life in the Greek is zoe, which means the God kind of life. So it's not just your life. It's not what you're going to do. It's about what God is going to do through you. That's the kind of life that I want to live. Now, we just passed through our Thanksgiving season here. We're heading into that Christmas season. And, and just a side note, I think there's a conspiracy out there that uh, uh, people don't like Thanksgiving. I mean, you could tell by looking at the malls and at Home Depot and Lowe's and everything else. I mean, Halloween comes, they got all the paraphernalia up there. And then the next thing you know, you know when Halloween's over, Christmas. What happened to Thanksgiving? How many know what I'm talking about? They went from ghouls and gobbles to trees and wreaths. What happened to the turkey? I like turkey. How about you? 
I mean, I like the fact that we can celebrate Thanksgiving. You know why? Because I'm very thankful for what God has done in my life, in my family. I've seen the, the things happen right before my very own eyes. And I'm so thankful for what he has done. So that's why I like to take the time to be thankful during Thanksgiving. So whoever has that conspiracy going, quit it. We need Thanksgiving. That's a good amen there. So there's, but there's a lot that takes place. We're in this Christmas season, and there's a lot that takes place during the season. There's a lot of planning, a lot of decision-making, especially if you have little kids. you got school stuff. You got, you know, you're thinking about gifts. You're thinking about school parties and, you know, office parties, decorations. Who's going to host Christmas dinner? How am I going to avoid that annoying relative that is bound to see me this season? That was a joke and you didn't get it. Okay, that's all right. But lots of pressure. Lots of prep work. Lots of busyness. A lot of distress going on. In some realities, there are people out there that just don't like Christmas because it reminds them of the hurt that they're ha that's happening in their lives. Um, maybe they've, they've lost loved ones or they've gone through a marriage breakup, you know, that led to, to divorce. But, and there are people, there are family members out there that are alone. So there, it's, it becomes very lonely for them. A lot of hurt, a lot of stress, heavy hearts, indecisions about what we're doing What's going on during this Christmas season or any season of our lives? But what if there was a way to get through the season or any other season of our life without, I mean, without experiencing the pain, the pressure, the burden, the stress, and the hurt, and all the emotions that come with all this, this season that brings us down? And only Jesus can get us to manage these stressful seasons, folks. He's the only one that can get us through. He's the only one that can help us get through life. You know, we read in the Bible that, um, you know, that, that was happening with the people of Israel. The people of Israel, well, you know, for 1,500 years, they were, they, were, they were working the law. They were under the law. And um, they were just burdened by it. And it wasn't so much Jesus. It was, it was more of the religious leaders. And Jesus shows up, and it's so, it's so fitting because I want you to understand that he loves us so much that he gave us a plan, a plan of redemption that could change our lives forever. And I love what John says in John chapter 1, verse 17. It says, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. Another version says that the law was given through Moses, uh, but God's grace, his favor, and his truth came through Jesus Christ. So, so through grace and truth, Jesus speaks of another key, key scriptures that could help us during this season. And I want you to get the spirit behind what Jesus is saying in these next passages. And it's always warns my heart to know that Jesus sees the cares we carry in our hearts. He knows the worries that we have for our families and our futures. He feels the heaviness in our hearts as well as the struggle with every challenging season. 
So this is what Jesus says to help us. It's found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Let's read that. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry a heavy burdens, or carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, I've read that so many times. But you know, you read something just to read something, and then you just move on to something, right? But sometimes when you read the Bible, you got to allow that, that scripture to really penetrate your heart. We call that revelation. You know, revelation is going to hit our hearts when we read the Bible. And I was reading this one day, and I thought to myself, wow, Jesus really cares for me. If I carry all this burden, if I carry all this heartache, if I carry all this stress and all the pressure, he gives me something that I can hold on to. He says, I will give you rest. So, you know, whenever you think the word rest, you know, uh, and you're physically tired, you think about your favorite chair. You think about your favorite recliner, you know. Maybe you just think about your bed. I mean, that's what I think about. I mean, when I'm really tired, I just think about bed. I don't even go to the chair. I just go to the bed. And, uh, uh, and then my wife's got to find me and get me up. So any, anyways, um, so... In order to find rest, then, we're looking for, what we're looking for is to put ourselves in the position to gain some rest physically, right? We put ourselves in a position, whether it be in the chair, in the somewhere where we can gain that rest. And he said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, that rest in the Greek means Keep quiet or call and patient expectation. So when I was reading the scripture, revelation was hitting me that Jesus is going to arrest me. I'm not going to arrest myself, but he's going to arrest me because it said he's going to give me rest. He's going to bring the quiet. He's going to bring the calm. He's going to bring the patient expectation that I need for my life. I'm not going to rely on myself. Yeah, I can put myself in, in a chair and say, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, and complain and complain like we all do. Right. Instead, let's put ourselves in a position of rest, and we're going to talk about that today. And it's found in the next verse here, Matthew 11, verse 29. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. This is Jesus speaking to us, folks. I hope that you're getting this in your heart. He said, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will. Everybody say will. will. Come on, say it again. Will. will. You will find rest. You will find the calm. You will find the quiet. You will find that patient expectation. You will find it even during the stressful times of life. It doesn't matter what's going on, folks. It doesn't matter what season you're in and what families you need to visit and what people you need to talk to. God is prepared to give us his rest. But we got to find that rest. We got to find the position of rest. 
All right. You will find rest. So he wants to rest us. Now, let me just tell you a story about this because um, in the scripture again, you know, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Take my yoke upon you. Now, he's talking to farmers, mainly farmers in, in, the, in, in the place of Israel. And, you know, they don't have machines back then. They have just animals that are plowing the field, helping them plow the fields, right? So mainly you have two oxens that are connected together, that are yoked together, that are plowing the fields. Are you with me? All right, so normally a farmer would then take a mature ox, hook him up to a young ox. Why? Because the mature ox wants to help lead the young ox in order to go wherever it needs to go. So in other words, the mature ox, if it goes forward, the young ox is going to go forward. If it goes left, they're going to go left. They're going to go right. They go right. If it stops, it stops. Listen, folks. Jesus is the mature ox, and we ought to follow him. That's good. In other words, since Jesus is resting us, then we ought to follow his lead and flow with him. I'll say it again. That was so good. I mean, if you're taking notes. Since I'm resting you, he said, you need to follow my lead. Flow with me, and you'll find that rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Sounds to me like God just wants us to, Jesus just wants to follow he wants us to follow his lead and flow with him. And whatever challenges that you face in life, they're going to fall in the right places. But where are we putting our rest? Where are we putting our position of rest? What's more important to us? The stress and the pressure and everything else that goes along with Christmas or any season of our lives? Or is it more important to sit with Jesus, folks, Get his rest, get his comfort, get his calm, so that when we ever, whatever we have to face in life, whatever issues we have ahead of us, Jesus is right there to rest us, and we can listen to his voice, flow with him, and know that he cares about everything that we're going through in life. Amen. So, um, we don't have to be anxious, distressed about the Christmas season or any other season. Why? Because we can, he can, we can rest in him, and he's going to rest us. Now, I didn't say arrest. All right? I didn't say car, incarcerate. I'm rest. Sometimes, you know, I get those words mixed up. But he's not going to arrest us. He's going to rest us. Amen? So when we're physically tired... What's the, is this easiest thing to do? I'm asking you a question out there, man. Come on. This is not rocket science here. What's the easiest thing to do? Watch TV. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. The easy. That's, oh, man. Oh, the easiest thing to do when you're physically tired is to sit down. I mean, that, 
That's all you got to do. That's a restful position. So, when the pressure and the stress and the burden and all the heavy lifting and all the heavy thinking are happening, the best thing that we can do, sit down. Have a conversation with Jesus and just flow with him. I believe this is what our position should be in our hearts. Sitting down, following his lead, following the rest. Not the anxiousness, not the distress, not the pressure. Don't do any of those things. I'll tell you what the hardest thing to do in this position. Hear me just for a second is to stay seated. The hardest thing to do is to stay seated. Just ask the next five-year-old that you ask to be seated. Just sit down. And in 10 seconds, they're running around. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All right, they can't just sit down. My kids were like the same way. I mean... Thank God they're growing up. They, I mean, they listen to dad now, you know. But when we told them to sit down, it was like, you turn your head and they're gone. <laughs> right? The hardest thing to do is to stay seated. I remember, you know, growing up uh, as adults, you know, I grew up in an Italian family. So we're heavy in business and Always on the move, always doing certain things, and and uh, we never had time for lunch. You never sat down for lunch. No, you made your sandwich on the counter, you know, because you didn't want to take out a plate, and then you ate over the sink. I know that none of you've done that before. <laughs> That's what I used to do. I mean, I was such such in the go, and my brother and I would do the same thing. He'd be eating on one side of the sink, I'd be on the other side, eating on the other side of the sink. You know why? Because we didn't want to wash the dishes. We didn't want to clean up the mess. So we just thought all the crumbs would just go in the sink. But that's the grossest thing you could ever do. I mean, all the stuff goes in the sink and you're eating over the sink. You know, because we don't want to sit down and take some time to enjoy our lunch. There are sometimes people, I know some people, uh, that, uh, and maybe, maybe none, none of you in this, in this house, okay. But if someone comes to your house and um, <laughs> they come to your house and they come unexpected, a friend that you haven't seen in a long, long time, man, you're just so happy to see them and you're, you're talking with them, you invite them into the house and you're in the foyer and you're standing up and, and you're having this conversation for like 20 minutes. And you're thinking to yourself, why aren't we sitting down? I'll tell you the reason why we're not sitting down is because you're trying to finish up the conversation to usher them out the door because you've got other things to do. Listen, I grew up in an Italian household that whenever someone came over, we invited them in. Mom and dad invited them in. And you know what? That was the hardest thing that my, my siblings, all of us, had to do because if, they, if it was just adults, 
mom and dad say, you're all going to sit there, we're all going to sit together and we're going to talk to these people. Now, being a five or six, seven, eight-year-old, you know, you just don't want to sit down. But we had to sit down, we had to talk with these people. You know what made it worse? If they were Italian, we couldn't understand one thing they had to say. <laughs> but we had to sit down until they left. Why? Because conversation was important. Sitting with Jesus is about the most, most important thing that we can do. Don't you agree? Yes. So um, we trained ourselves to get to the next thing. We got to get to the next thing. There's no time to waste. Got to get things done. Got to get that, fit, that list finished. Got to get that honeydew done. We got, I mean, Christmas season is here. Decorations have to go up. We got to look good. I mean, things are, ha- we just got to get done. Got to get all the stuff done. Done, done, done. No time for nothing. Stress, pressure, all the stuff. And this is how the people of Israel felt when Jesus shows up in Matthew chapter 11. Verses 20 through 30. He's trying to give them a new path. Come to me. All those are weak and burdensome, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Learn from me. My burdens are light. My yoke is easy. They were so into whatever they had to do to keep up with what they thought was necessary when Jesus said, I want to give you a time out. Because what's really necessary is that I want to spend time with you. You're going through it. There's a lot of things happening. But I want to spend time with you. Just come to me. Take my yoke. Learn from me. My yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Folks, when we lose our rest, if Jesus is not resting us, or for not sitting down, we lose our perspective of life, our vision grows dim, we begin to forget our freedoms we have in Christ Jesus during these challenging times. Let me just share just a couple scriptures with you, and we're gonna get to the how to's here in a second. I know you're always like, well, how do you get there? Oh, come on, because I'm just so tired of this season. How do I do this? I know you're not acting it, but you're thinking it. All right, Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I have all that I need. He lets me rest. Everybody say rest. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. And then verse 3, we always like skip verse 1 and 2. We get to verse 3. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you. You are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. We all want that scripture. And this is all true. But the first thing he asks us to do is to rest. He lets me rest in green meadows, peaceful streams. We can have all this stuff, but he wants us to be in a position of rest so that we can flow with him. Look at Psalm 91. 
uh, verse 1 through 3. Same thing. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap, protect you from every deadly disease. Listen, folks, when we enter into his rest, He's going to be our refuge. We're going to be able to be rescued by him. We're going to be protected by him. We're going to be protected from any trap that the enemy gives to us. But we just have to find the rest. So we want verses 2 and 3. But God is putting it out there, folks. In your stressful situation, See, Christmas season or no Christmas season. Maybe you're going through some heartache right now in your life. Maybe there's some decisions that have to be made. Listen to me. God is for us and not against us. He's provided the scriptures so that we can walk through them. Jesus wants to rest us. Jesus wants us to flow with him. And when we do, all things are possible for those who believe. Amen. So let's just break down these three scriptures one more time. Give you some how-tos, and then we're going to close. Verse 28. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. If we stay in his rest, we'll gain a better perspective of life. How? Man, we should, we're going to get close to Jesus. We're going to get close to Jesus and follow his lead. Flow with him. I mean, what better example to, to, to know how this works is with Mary and Martha in, in Luke chapter 10. Yes. I mean, here's Martha doing all the busy things, you know, and, and Jesus is in the house. Man, listen, when Jesus is in the house, expect anything. I said, expect anything when Jesus is in the house. And let me tell you something about this one, one scripture that I've also held on to. And listen, don't be moved by what you see, what you hear. Because where two or three are gathered together in one place, he said he'd be in our midst. Agreeing upon anything, he would accomplish for it. Who may want more rest in your life? Expect that he's here speaking to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen? So come to me. So get close to Jesus. You know, Mary, Mary, Mary's just sitting there. She's the sanguine. You know, some of those. Martha, Martha, man, she's, she's just a bulldozer. She's just sweeping, doing whatever she's got to do, you know. And here's Mary. Oh, I just want to sit with Jesus. And Jesus said to himself, why? And Martha complained. Why? What are you complaining about, Martha? Mary chose the better thing. Now, Jesus was not comparing Martha to Mary as far as his compassion, his love for, her, for them. He was just trying to give us a story here. What do we want to do when we're in stressful times, when Jesus shows up? Are we going to sit and flow with him? Or are we just going to do our own thing? I have to do what Jesus wants us to do. How about you? Amen. All right. Follow his lead. So how can you do that? 
Man, take time to worship God. We worship God this morning. It's wonderful. You can do that on a Sunday morning. But you know that you can worship God every day? Amen. <laughs> in your car, in your vehicle. Close the windows, though. If you have, you know, don't let anybody, if you, if you don't know how to sing, just shut the windows. You know, don't let anybody hear you. Just let God hear you. He's, he just thinks that you've got a sweet voice anyways. Amen. But you can worship God anytime. Man, you can pray or have a conversation with God every day. Not just in church, but every day you can talk with him. Get his perspective about what, what's happening in life. He likes to hear from you. Yeah, but you know what? I got so much of things to do. Yeah, but spending the time with Jesus makes that day just a little better. Right? And listen, you doesn't have to stop there. Throughout the whole day, you can have conversation with God. I can be sitting at my desk, and I can just, hey, God, you know, i got to talk to this person. Can you give me the words that I need? Amen. You know, it doesn't have to be just like, well, I did my 20 minutes in the morning, and now the rest of the day, I forget about them. No, he wants constantly conversations. Good. Good. Listen, if I only spoke to my wife once a day, she would think there's something's wrong with me. But he's with us all the time. So worship God. Spend time with God. Pray to him. Um, and, and, and just get his perspective about what we need to do. Um, the other thing is attend church. That's a good thing to do. Attend church. And get involved with a group of people who love Jesus. If you're new here today, Revolution Church wants to reach the Troy area in a large way. What better way, if you're looking for a church, to attend step one today and know that there's a vision out there that a person like Pastor Dino and Pastor Jeannie has a vision to reach a community for Jesus Christ. Um, verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest. I'm going to rest you. If we stay in his rest, folks, we'll gain more vision for ourselves as well as our families. You know, you look, you look at the story of Abraham. Abraham was a man who just trusted God. He sat with Jesus. He sat with God. He had communication with God constantly. And God shows up in a big way with him and gives him great vision. Now, he wasn't a perfect man. And he's not asking for perfection. He's just looking for a willingness for a person to say, who wants to sit with me? Because I want to rest you. I want to give you the peace that passes all understanding. I want to take away all the pressure. You just got to come. And I'll show you how to do it through vision, through my word. So how do you do that? Take time to read the Bible. I know. It's not rocket science here. Take time to read the Bible and get the revelations that Jesus has for us. Believe that God knows how to reach us and plot out our futures. Let's not get anxious about not knowing the whole plan, too. Everybody wants to know the whole plan. I just want to know. What's the end? What's the end look like? I just want to know. No, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the rest. You know, take two drivers who's just out there. Man, they need to get to the next 
place me. And they're just going, 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 going. Then you have this, you know, the, the turtle in the hair syndrome. You know, two cars that are getting to the same place. One car, man, they're just making all these wrong moves on their own. And this guy, this other guy is just in his restful position, just driving along, just moving along, getting to the place where he needs to get to. And, you know, at the end, they both seem to get to the same end of the journey. One just took a restful position, one took their own position. God is intending for us to reach a lost and dying world And the only way we're going to do that is through his rest. You're the example. I'm the example. Our faces, our smiles, our attitudes, everything that we do is going to emulate who Christ is. Most people see us and make a decision about who we are. It's not what we say. So when you're all stressed out, when you're you're short with people, man, man, What are you emulating? Yourself? Probably. Not Jesus. Amen? Amen. I don't know where that came from, but give it to somebody. Um, So so there are times when we have to encourage. There are times when, I'm sorry. There are times when there are people in our lives that uh, want to uh, encourage us, help us. And I love, the, I love the fact that Pastor Dino and Pastor Jeannie have a vision here at Revolution Church. And in, in the last couple of weeks, Pastor Dino has been talking about, you know, generosity and, and setting you up to know that God has a plan for your finances. And I, 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 I tell you what, I've been praying for you, believing that next week uh, during the appreciation anticipation offering that you're going to, uh, do your best. Not because I'm telling you to do the best. Not because he's saying it. Not because of anybody saying it. But what is God saying? Are you staying in the rest? Are you flowing with him? Are you asking him, what is, what, what is it you want me to do? Because whatever he asks you to do, he's going to do above and beyond whatever you can even ask, think, or even imagine, whether, whatever seed that you put into the ground next week. Yoke is easy. Burns a light. Gain more vision. Gain more vision. Verse 30, my yoke is easy to bear, and, I, and the burden I give you is light. Man, if we stay in the rest, our freedoms we have in Christ becomes more real. And you know what? That's where Paul was. Paul was in the same position. Remember, he was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. But he got a revelation of who Jesus was and how much he loved him. And he just wanted to spread the good news, and he did. But he had to remind himself of who he was in Christ. He did it through letters, and he does it constantly even today. Because when we we read the Bible, and we're under that stress, that pain, that suffering, that burden, that heartache, we can remind ourselves, man, because of Jesus, I'm complete in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That no matter how many mistakes I make, I'm still in right standing with him. No matter what happens in my life, I'm sanctified. I'm set apart for him. I'm the example for Jesus that I've been redeemed. He had to remind himself of all these things. Let me tell you something. Reminding ourselves of who we are in Christ 
man, it just brings the freedom that we have so that we can rest in Christ Jesus. So, you know, whatever you need to do on a personal basis, you know, whether it be note cards or, or, or just rehearsing these things, back to yourself. Freedom comes when you hang out with Jesus. Freedom comes when you allow him to rest you. How many like elevators? Just two people. Okay, so if I tell you you got to go to the 22nd floor, Love would I mean, everybody on? <laughs> Love the elevator. I mean, who likes the stairs? If you're raising your hand, man, I'm praying for you right now in Jesus' name. But everybody loves elevators, even if you're going to the next floor, because you don't want to walk those stairs. Man, what do you do? You press a button. Doors open up. You go in. Doors close. You press another button. And you get to the floor you need to get to. You didn't have to walk the stairs. You didn't have to pull the levers or move the cables or, or anything else to get you to the second floor or to the 22nd floor. That's all you had to do is press a button. I'm pressing a button. And I'm going to flow with him. He'll get me to the floor that I need to get to if we can just trust and stay seated long enough to let him rest us. God has a great plan for all of us, folks. And during this season of your life, why don't we change how we think? Why don't we change how we approach life? Let's just come to God. Let's take what he has to give us. Let's receive what he has for us. Why? Because that's the easier way. Can I just share just one short story with you, and then we're going to close. Six months ago, I mean, how do you know that we're living in a booming era? I mean, things are just happening. People are making buku bucks. Things are just, it's so awesome. So six months ago, I'm asking the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, things are happening in the world. I know that you want us to prosper, so what is my part to play? What do I need to do? What's the next property? What's the next investment? What do I need to do? And you know what? The first time I asked, it was like crickets. Ever experienced that before? Right? But I just kept on resting in him. You know, someone asked me, you know, well, what are you going to do with your mind? Things are happening. I, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm believing God. I believe in God, he's going to speak to me with what I need to do. And so six months goes by, and there's one day I'm praying, and I'm having a conversation with God, and, you know, out of the clear blue, and it's just like, God, I love God. He just does that. Clear blue. He says, call Brian. I mean, I heard it right from here in my heart. Call Brian. Okay. Got done with my prayer. I said, Lord, Okay. I'll call Brian. I got done with my, my time with the Lord, read my word. I called Brian. Now, Brian's a, he's, he's, a, he's a broker, and he's a Christian friend. And uh, I don't know why I called him. He said to call him, so I called him. And we've, we've, we're acquaintances, but we're not like real deep friends, but we know each other. So I called Brian. I said, Brian, hey, Brian, you know, what's going on in, in, in the industry? <laughs> you know, is there anything out there that we can invest 
Uh, he gives me this story. He says, ah, man, there's nothing out there. There's absolutely nothing out there. Nothing makes sense. You know, we're just going to have to wait till this, you know, comes down a little bit. Maybe some numbers will make sense for us, uh, for you. And I said, okay. So we, we chit-chat a little bit. We talked a little bit and then uh, hung up the phone. And, I, and these are my, my words to the Lord. I said, Lord, I did exactly what you asked me to do. I rested. I did what he asked me to do. I rested in his presence, and I flowed with his, his understanding of what he wanted me to do. And I got away from that conversation. I thought, okay, Lord, what's next? Hung on the phone. The next day, Brian calls me in a feverish pitch. Anton, something just came on the books. Man, it's not even out in the public yet. It, the, the, the pamphlets are being made right now. I'm giving you inside information. Inside information. Amen. And I said, okay, what's going on? He goes, there's this building in Orlando. I'm thinking, my God, I want to get into Orlando. And I knew what the Lord had spoke to me a day ago. I got in the car. I said, babe, we're going to this building right now because I got, I'm on a mission from God. Went and saw the building, fell in love with it. That night, put an offering in it. Two months later, and we just closed in October, we closed on that deal. Now, this is the kicker, folks. This is the kicker. See, when God blesses, there's a mark. I got two offers already. I just closed on this building. Two offers. One was $100,000 more than the asking price that I paid for. And the other one was maybe $50,000. My whole point is this. When God blesses, there's a mark. And that all happened because I rested with him. I chose to flow with him. I chose to go in the same direction with him. Come, take, receive. Today, that's what God is asking you to do. And I close with this last scripture here. And it's so fitting. Because it says here in John chapter 19, verses 29 through 30, a jar of sour wine was sitting there. Now this is Jesus hanging on the cross. So they soaked a sponge in it. Put it on a hyssop branch, held it up to his lips. And when Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. Now we always read that one part, it is finished. And all of our sins were forgiven. All of our issues that we're, we're encountering today, he took on. He took on all of our issues so that we could have the peace that passes all understanding. So that we don't have to be anxious in this season of our lives. But we can be the people that God has called us to be. It is finished. Bowed his head 
and released his spirit. You know what that word bowed means in the Greek? It means rested. Jesus said, it is finished. And he rested his head knowing that he had completed his heavenly father's task. Folks, if Jesus is resting in his accomplishments, shouldn't we rest in him and watch Jesus accomplish all of our challenges in life? He's resting. He wants to give us his rest during this season of our lives. It's time. It's time to move in that era. It's time to have a different mindset of how we approach Christmas, how we approach any season of our life. Are we doing it in the rest? Are we doing it in our own strength? Are we allowing Jesus to rest us? Or are we just doing it because this is what we've done all of our years? This is what my dad did. This is what my grandfather did. This is what his grandfather did. No, take a different approach. Take a time out. Examine yourself. Are you allowing Jesus to rest you? This is not to condemn anybody, folks. Just to give you another avenue. Jesus loves us, cares for us, wants the best for us. We just have to invite him in. And if you're here for the very, for the very first time, you never asked Jesus to come into your life. I want to ask, ask everybody to bow your head, close your eyes for a moment. You're here today. You've never asked this Jesus to come into your life. You never ask for the rest. Well, he wants to rest you today. The biggest rest is to receive him as Lord and Savior because he loves you. He wants to be with you forever. And if that's you today, you say, Pastor Anton, that's me. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I want to receive this rest that he has for me. If that's you today, you've never received Christ in your life. Just, just kind of raise your hand. Anybody in this house always going to ask that question. Maybe you're in this house today and you just need to recommit your life to him. Enter into his rest. He loves you that much. Just make the change. Change your mind. Go in a different direction. Think like he thinks. Don't think like you think. And you'll find that all the stresses and all the pain and all the works that go along with these seasons will just fall away. He loves you. He cares for you. In Jesus' name.